What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the opening pair. My name is Keith Kilduff, joined once again by Kyle Gavin. Kyle, Hi, how are you keeping? Oh, thank goodness, Great to be back. Great to be here. How is everyone keeping? It's been great. It's been a great few days since we launched on Tuesday. Feedback's been fantastic. Thank you so much, everybody who who uh, got involved, who came, you know, reached out to us individually, left comments. Been huge. Been a huge learning curve for us, definitely this week. Um, but uh, delighted to be back. Our Friday night show, our new sports show, as you can see down below, Sports Zone. It's a working title. Give us time. But, uh, Kai, what are we going to talk about tonight? Yes, Keith. So, we have a few topics tonight. Um, first of all, we're going to start with Premier League, the shutdown, where we're at, what's happening, you know. Uh, also, the French League, similar situations there. See how that equates to Premiership. French rugby, a little bit of European rugby, and, of course, Pro 14. Uh, I think Keith's going to touch on darts very briefly. And very very briefly, and at the end of the show, we're going to wrap up with an actual live sport, UFC 249 on the 9th of May. Yeah, it's actually an event that we were meant to be at two weeks ago, and yes. alas, with everything that went on, we didn't. But guys, if we could just take a quick moment, I see people in the people watching, if you could please give us a like, subscribe if you haven't already, it really helps the video. Um, Kai, let's let's go into it. What do you, what, do we, what do we start with? Uh, start in Premier League. Um, Today, I think all 20 clubs had a webinar meeting, kind of discussing Project Restart, I believe it was called. Very um, interesting title. I hope that's other yeah. I wonder is that I wonder is that a working title like ours? <laughs> I'd imagine so. I'd imagine so. <laughs> um basically though, I don't think any real decisions are going to be made waiting on government's uh final outlook on health situations, whatever else. So um yeah, um it's looking it's looking like June the 12th is a date that's been put provisionally out there trying to get things back up and running. I think four weeks of a preseason is also required. So, so is that know. is the four weeks prior to the 12th or is it included in the 12th? Like what is what is the 12th? Like back on the pitch 11 v 11 or are we back training the 12th? Uh, I think May, 8, May 18th was um, a, a, a final kind of cut-off date for getting players internationally back in. Obviously, I think there's a, the likes of William at Chelsea, he flew back to Brazil to his family, so he would have to come back two weeks um, uh, on his own, away from yeah. everyone, get back in. And I think even they're looking at ordering face masks and it just, it's, it's, it's crazy stuff. It's crazy stuff. It I is it's a, it's an interesting one, right? Because while we while we're all you know quite bored and we we'd love to be entertained in some manner, I think that there's definitely a humanic question of like, is this is this really something that we need to be rushing back? I suppose like are, are we are we completely safe with like just dropping everything and going back this way, or or is it a phased approach? Do we? I know there's definitely talking um, Germany about playing like. No, no fans, and there's an awful lot of like these kind of like foam heads seem to be like coming yeah. up as a crowd or something, which is very strange. Yeah, yeah. But um, just to, you touched on the masks, and it's it's like I understand like you know there's a lot of money in the game, but like if if we're going to that length to get masks ready for players, surely they're better served on the front line with like NHS staff. I absolutely believe so. Um. This this just baffles me. The idea 
you look at the Dutch league, it's been shut down. French league has been shut down. These are smaller leagues. They're not money spinners. Premier League, your Bundesliga, you know, La Liga in Spain. That's where the big the big cash cash cows are. You have your, your super clubs of Bayern, Barca, Real, United, City, Chelsea, Liverpool. Mm. These teams do not want to give up their TV rights. That's that's the issue. It's a money driven thing. It always has been, it always will be. It's interesting just that list of uh, the clubs you named when you talk about money. And I think I think the one that definitely springs to mind you didn't say is PSG, who are the yeah. real winners of this whole thing. <laughs> Like yeah, it, it's ended up sort of the French league has ended up being like football by Excel. They're almost like <laughs> did a did an Excel formula and came up with yeah. a final result, um, yeah. which is completely unheard of. I know Leon are the, the some of the biggest losers. They were they're out of European spots now because of this. And I could be wrong, but I think Marseille have nicked the last Champions League spot based on this this numbers by Excel kind of method that they've come up with. So, like, I mean, this ain't over yet by a long way. Um, no. And obviously, PSG were how many points were PSG ahead? Twelve points ahead. Um, so half of what Liverpool are ahead, essentially. Yeah. Basically, yeah, Liverpool are twenty five points ahead, um, mm. and still no decision has been made. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. It's it's um it's a strange situation, really. It it, yeah. it just shows it just shows you it's 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 indecision that has led to where we are now. You know. Yeah, definitely. I think it's 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 such a we're kind of in a position as well where there is no right way of sorting this out. No. Um, because someone's gonna someone's gonna lose, and I think what's interesting as well is so. While we're in France, let's just change to a different code and we'll talk about the, t- the top 14. Obviously, the French Prime Minister came out this week and said, no crowds over 5,000, all sport gone till September. So that, pro- so that top 14 is gone now. And, um, and with that, what they have done is they've just promoted the top two teams in the, in their Division 2. So next season's top 14 is a top 16. So... Okay. Whether that means whether that means four teams go down next year, I'm not sure. But that's how they've kind of dealt with it on on that side. But I suppose a knock on effect from the top fourteen ending is that three teams are still involved in the European Champions Cup. So you have Ulster were due to travel to Toulouse, and then Claremont and Racing were a quarter final as well. So three of the eight teams. Were involved, so that kind of that really puts a spanner in, in the in the hopes of getting that competition back up for grabs. Um, I don't know if you have any thoughts on like we, we were meant to go to Saracens game, and obviously that was that yeah. was killed off fairly quickly and, and rightly so. But yeah. um, it's it's interesting times. I, I think you mentioned Saracens there, like they had, they had nothing to play for in the league. They were they were relegated. Basically, they were just putting out their B team in, in yeah. their home championship, and all they had was European rugby. That's now. Up in the air, like it's, it's yeah, exactly. Um, because I think, and you know, like to kind of flip away from Saracens for a second and back onto Leinster, then obviously Pro 14 is suspended until further notice as well. But it was an interesting comment was made there during the week. The Glasgow coach Dave Rennie came out and he said, Look, kill the league, give Leinster the title. So, and it, it's strange because it's strange on two ways. One, <clears> the Pro 14 works on a 
it's not like it's it's two conferences into playoffs. It's not like it's one league and then a playoff based on that. And there's an interesting stat that I pulled up just before we, we went on air. And in the last seven seasons, only four teams that have either topped the league when it was a Pro 12 or topped their conference since they've gone into two sevens have actually gone on to win outright. So there's no way of saying, like, why Leinster are 13 and 0 in the league and going great. There's nothing to say that they are going to win the league outright. So for Dave Rennie to come out and say that, and Glasgow, you know, they, they, some would say they should have won the Pro 14 final last year in Celtic Park. So was it was just, I found it a strange comment. Now, I know he's got a few things on his mind. He's, He's the outgoing Glasgow coach, and he's due to go to Australia to be their new coach. Okay, okay. Um, so I don't know—is he trying to get a cut his loss and get the get the first flight to Melbourne? Um, even, even, even more so, though, you're saying about league titles and whatever else. But I'm wondering, from a financial point of view, how delicate the four provinces are here, and obviously Leinster are leading leading team. You know, how is that going to knock on effect just for the ordinary staff associated with the club? And Sorry, Kyle. You, sorry, Kyle. You, you broke up there slightly. If you just want to just run through that again. I don't know if that's coming through. Sorry, we're due to, I'm, I've ordered in a new audio set. And obviously due to the times of the air, we're down to the bare bones right now. But um, hopefully yeah. it's coming through. Yeah, uh, no, 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 I was touching on just the outside of the actual on-field uh, situations. I was saying about financially off the field how it would affect us as uh, Leinster being our leading province you know mm. uh, staff wise you know associated with the club how is that going to have a knock on effect surely that has to be well the RFU came out there a couple of weeks ago and they made they made a quick decision fairly quickly and you know they did a kind of like a tiered approach based on people's wages between yeah. 10 and 50 percent um in the hope that they'd be able to give that back to them um yeah. but i think the another i think another big issue in terms of like soccer and rugby and all this is it's the guys that are out of contract that don't have a shop window to put themselves back in um <laughs> like i think you know well i know on, on the rugby side the likes of uh, rob carney and fergus mcfadden they're out of contract um and i'm sure there's an awful lot of chelsea footballers they're yes, probably looking yeah. over there, you know, and they're like, where's my next gig coming from? And well, then how is, do I... This is a debate, like I was saying, speaking to you earlier in the week about um, the Chelsea situation. Um, I think Cesar Aspilicueta, the Chelsea captain, is having discussions directly with Maria Granowska, the uh, Chelsea director, the board director. Um, and they were looking, at Chelsea were looking for 30% reduction in wages, but the players just wouldn't they offered 10 so what they've now done is they suspended talks and uh we're, we're not chelsea are not going to furlough any of their casual staff thankfully um Correct. but i think what they just the, yeah obviously yeah uh the statement that was made was that um they, they want the players to contribute to different charities for now um so okay. it's something but Having said that, I think very, very much on a it's a, it's kind of putting back on on the individual rather than the collective making a call and being firm. Well, well, Tottenham took the step. Tottenham took the step um, of actually furloughing their their staff, their their everyday staff. 
Yeah. And got absolutely hammered for rightly so, but absolutely hammered for it in the media. Liverpool also, another club, followed their staff and were looking for the government handout. And again, absolutely hammered in the media, had to backtrack as did Tottenham. You know, these clubs are earning millions and millions. millions. It's crazy but, money, like you, you know, know I'd, still, I'd say like for one Harry Kane, you could probably get like fifteen people a week. Yeah. I think I, I think the figure was that they'd actually be saving uh, ten million for furloughing of their casual staff, whereas their actual playing staff are on four or five times that. Sure, you know, so that's crazy money. Like it's just madness. Dro- dropping dropping the ocean. Um, but it's the time and I think you know, like we, I suppose, like let, let's maybe let's turn the conversation. Let's get more of a positive thing out there. So there yeah. is there is no sport, but there is some sport. And I think there is there's a, there's a big rise in esports. There's a big rise in like streaming. There's there's a big rise in like online gaming. There's been the as well. These watch alongs seem to be great. Yeah, the big thing of a watch along. Um, but I think there's been a couple like really good initiatives and kind of innovative things that have happened. And I know the Professional Darts Corporation they have. They tested a thing over a couple of nights. It was darts at home, and it was essentially webcam and two guys in in rooms and couple your store this, and this just, is very wi-fi dependent though i am assuming it was and and the problem with it was so they they what they came with they came up with this um darts at home tour and what it was is every night it's four players in a round robin play each other once and the winner goes on to a knockout stage of something that we still don't know yet because we don't know how long this is going on for. But as you say, with the with the strong Wi-Fi connection, it's actually robbed the tournament of two of its best players yes, because yes. Gary Anderson and Daryl Gurney, who two of the top ten in the world, have very poor Wi-Fi. So, um, am I right in saying Gary Anderson is a world champion as well? He's a he's a two-time world champion. <laughs> okay, right, yeah, yeah so, but. Yeah, so I think it was very funny. He put out a tweet or something, and he, uh, if you Google like what's your internet speed or something, it comes up. Right. And I think it, he was meant to be at like a 5.6, and he was at like a 1.2. So he was like, I can't play in this. And this we were happen. like, it's not happening. But it was really weird because they're on, I want to say, I want to say Monday night, or it could have been Tuesday night actually after our, our first stream, um, which thank you to everybody who watched and commented and liked. Really, really appreciated. Um, Keegan Brown is one of, he's world number 30. And he um, played his first game. It was grand. Everything went okay. And then his Wi-Fi just went out completely. And oh, wow. they couldn't they couldn't reach him then for the rest of the night. So they rejigged the group into a three man group, and then everyone had to play it twice. And it was just a little bit of quick thinking, but it was just it just goes to show that while they're trying something, it's very very dependent on the situation, the person's situation. Because this is not like a everybody come to this venue and it'll run like that. This is a okay. Everyone's house is a venue now, yeah, and yeah. you know. And I think it, it is great. It's a great initiative, and I think it's there's something in it. Um, and I, I see on Facebook and whatnot and social media, there's an awful lot of this kind of like this webcam darts. People just trying to stay active. People just, you know, having a go. Um, but yeah, it, 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 it seems to be going okay, but like it's very hard to measure what success is of this. You're, you're a hardcore, I suppose, darts fan. Um, I'd be a, mm. an awful lot more casual kind of freaking through. 
for someone like me that's looking for something, anything, where whereabouts is this on? Is it on Sky? Is it on YouTube? So it... if you have the Sky Sports app, which I think we all do, I believe they stream every night on the Sky okay. Sports Dart page. I've picked it up a couple of nights there. I've watched a little bit of it. But otherwise, if you go to pdc.tv um, and you can sign up for an account and you can watch it live every night. Um, but again, the, the quality presentation is only ba- is only as good yeah. as the person's <laughs> Wi-Fi, which is a shame. <laughs> um, yeah, because these yeah. are these are top quality like players, and like they're in they're relaxed and they're in their own homes. You know, so there's a lot of big averages coming, and you know, a lot of exciting games. Is, is it kind of touching back to the old times of uh, having a few drinks, slide the trunk with the axe, or is it actually well, I, 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 I couldn't, I couldn't tell you what way they'd, they'd be like. People would have people would have alcohol thrown, yeah, but he, he wouldn't <laughs> notice it, you know. Yeah. But um, so you made a good point there, you know, like you're the novice and I'm the expert in this. So let let's flip it and let's talk about UFC 249. You're a resident expert of the two of us. I'm the I'm the casual fan that just turns up for the nice fights. Yeah. And um, talk to me about this because on one hand this is madness, and on the other hand this could be genius. Well, it's it's absolutely yeah. That's it. It's it depending on where you're coming from, but it's it's actual potentially potentially for now live sport. Um, yeah, a it's, week it's, of it. Is it? Yeah, I, I think it's three fight three fight nights or a, a pay per view. What should be a pay per view, and then two fight nights. Right. Um, okay. Just going ahead in Florida, where uh, the WWE had their uh, WrestleMania live events, and. Yeah. So basically, the, the state of Florida, they see sports and sports entertainment as a vital service. So this okay. is where this is where this is now going ahead with obviously Dana White, the EOC president. Um, you know, this is this man. This is the guy that wanted to have the fight island. Yeah, well, that could still happen. You know, we we might be going there yet. No, oh God, please, please. Uh, but I think. Um, it, 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 I, he is he's a madman in one sense but i think he's very Absolutely. commendable in the other in the sense that like he believes so much that what he is doing is safe and is doable that he that it literally took mickey mouse yes. and then yes. 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 to yes. say yes. you need to stop yeah. um yeah but so yeah. so we're what we're may 9th is it may the 9th yeah so and is it not, exactly the same is it exactly the same card, or is there no, a few changes? No, no, there's, a, there's quite there's, there's quite a few changes. Um, so What's the main the, event, we have to pick three fights. Obviously, the main event: Ferguson, yeah. Gaethje, which we can we can touch on next week, definitely. Yeah, That's yeah, obviously... no, we're, we're touching it more then. Um, so basically, there's there's a couple of couple of fights. Obviously, there's the as you said, the main event is a big one. Um, it's not quite. It's not quite Ferguson Khabib. That's the fight to be made, yeah. hands down. But um, you're absolutely guaranteed violence in this sketchy Ferguson fight. It's amazing. It's I, I can't. I can't sell it enough. As you said, we touch on it more next week. Absolutely. There's also there's also um, Anthony Pettis versus Donald Cerrone. Now a lot of people are going to recognise the Donald Cerrone name. Uh, He's only just after getting a beating inside of 40 seconds by uh, right. some guy called C. McGregor. Connor, I think, yeah. 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 Um, he used to be good, I believe. Yes, he's he's okay. He's all right. Yeah. He, he's not short on money, I suppose you could say. Okay. But, um, no, this is, a, this is a very interesting fight. It's basically 
a fight just for the sake of it. And both guys are very much just down to fight whenever they can. Um, yeah. They're both absolutely both at the crossroads in their careers, really are. Um, Pettis being, of course, former 155-pound world champion, he was actually the guy who was on the Wheaties box. So, <laughs> but, you know, this is this is a massive thing before mm. MMA and UFC became hugely mainstream with uh, ESPN. Mm. This is an amazing thing. You know, this was seen as never been done before. Just like, oh my God, right, we're here, we've done it, we've made it. Yeah. Um. So that's definitely that's definitely a fight worth tuning into. Um. Another one then is um, Francis Ngannou versus Rosenstrike. These are two heavyweight fighters. Okay. These guys, these guys are terrifying. I mean, <laughs> just look up Francis Ngannou KO. He fought okay. a guy. He fought a guy called Alistair Overeem, and he knocked him out. But it's like you know those cartoons you see when they get a box and their neck actually stretches upwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is this is it's the nearest. This is the nearest thing in real life that you will see. Like the man, Alistair Overeem, Overeem was was um, absolutely. An incredible fighter over the years in every promotion you can think of, from Dream to to Pride, everywhere. And this guy was left twitching on the ground; his toes were curled up, like uh, it's just, it's terrifying. Yeah. Okay, I think we've yeah yeah, yeah. okay yeah. So that, I, that's I definitely we, that's, that's a very vivid image for the audience. Definitely, thanks. De- for definitely, that. definitely worth tuning into that one. And I suppose another one then for me is Calvin Cater and Jeremy Stevens. Another yeah. another name. Who, um, who the beep is that guy? Hey, yeah, that's him. Yeah, um, these are these are these, these are two. Um, well, Stevens is kind of at a crossroads, whereas Cater is is um, is a hugely up and coming fighter. And okay, I so think it's an interesting when you get that kind of the old and the new come together and see what yeah, kind of the different it, kind of styles. And it's kind of at that case of uh, Jeremy Stevens is is seen now as, as a gatekeeper, and they kind of want to see where Calvin Cater's at. He was thrown in the deep end in Russia against uh, Magomed uh, Sharipov, who is another kind of um, huge name that Stevens has fought. Right. So there's, there's a... It's kind there's of the next story. step for this kid anyway, too, on his, on yeah. his journey, yeah. so, so to speak. But that's, yeah. that's, yeah, that's definitely a couple of interesting fights then, definitely. I think we, we'll definitely go into that and more go into the card in more detail next week. Definitely, yeah. Um, just as, again, I'm just conscious here on time. Um, is there anything else that we need to cover up, Kyle, or will we will we plug Sunday's show? No, I think you you, uh, you gave me the last word on Thursday, so I'm going to just throw it back to you as a, as a, a preview for what we have coming up. Perfect. So, uh, guys, just so you know, Sunday night is the debut of our movie show. We are calling it Sunday Night of the Movies, and the first movie we are going to review is Warrior. Uh, it came out in 2011, directed by Gavin O'Connor, starring Tom Hardy and Joel Edgerton. It's a mixed martial arts movie, uh, so it's a nice little pick-up from uh, just where we left off there a couple of seconds ago. And um, We really hope that you can come and join us. Uh, it's not going to be your average kind of like review show. We've got a couple of games lined up, uh, a couple of ways we're kind of going to break down the movie in a different and interesting way to you guys. Um, I kind of just before we sign off, I just want to say thank you very much to everyone over the last week who've been so supportive since we kicked this off. Again, I really would appreciate any sort of likes, comments, people watching on the rewatch. Thank you so much. Um, we will be back again on Sunday night, 8 p.m. Irish time, reviewing Warrior. Um, and before we go, 
I am at Keith Kilduff Media on Instagram and Twitter. Kyle is on Kyle Gavin 23 on Twitter. And we will see you on Sunday. Take care, guys. Have a nice weekend. Be good.